following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome back. Thank you for your patience and kindness uh, as we missed an entire week this past week. Uh, it is Wednesday, August 7th, August 10th. We are uh, we are in the swing of things, guys. You're listening to Fantasy Beasts and where to find them. I am your, co- or I am your host, Kyle Ranney. Uh, unfortunately, this past week we had quite a bit of technical difficulties leading up to us missing not one but both shows this past week. Uh, but we are back. Quick bit of info here. Uh, we got to see our first bit of NFL action this, or in the preseason here. As we got the Las Vegas Raiders and Jacksonville Jaguars. They played the Hall of Fame game. Raiders come out on top of that one, 27-11. Not a whole bunch in that game. That's uh, of crazy note. Uh, Josh McDaniels wins his homecoming uh, as he grew up and played on this same field as a young man. Uh, Vegas really hands it out early. Dan Carlson has a 32 and a 55-yard field goal made. Carlson also uh, would have probably made the 55 from close to 65, if not further. He had quite a bit of leg behind that. Uh, the second quarter, the Raider, or Raiders continue to pile on. Amir Abdullah uh, scores a rushing touchdown. Jared Stidham adds another rushing touchdown. Jacksonville waits to get on the clock until the or on the board until the third quarter, um, continuing to rush the ball well. Vegas scores a rushing touchdown in the fourth, and Kyle Slaughter passes for a touchdown in the late fourth. Um, notable uh, players of interest here, I guess. Not a real bunch. Off of Jacksonville, uh, pretty much none of their real starters played. They did see a sack from uh, their rookie. I am blanking on his name. Trayvon Walker, he received, or he recorded a sack in his very first game here. Um, th- they got to the quarterback very well. Arden Key had two sacks on the night, a former Raider himself, um, looking to make the roster there and really given a reason for the team to keep him around, one of the few bright spots for Jacksonville. The Raiders, on the other hand, Jarrett Stidham, 8 of 15 for 90, or 96 yards. Stidham was sacked three times. Zamir White maybe one of the few bright spots here. 11 rushes, 52 yards. Uh, had four targets. Went on to catch three for 23. Keelan Cole had a nice catch start the game off and then kind of went downhill from there. Amir Abdullah looked good in trying to keep his job. Uh, running backs who didn't look good, though, Kenyon Drake, five rushes for nine total yards. No targets, no catches. Uh, Kenny Drake might be turning a corner here to not no longer be with the Raiders. Um, a little bit of big football news as of late. I'm going to try to pull up and see what we can skim here real quick. It's been a crazy week, guys. Von Miller is trying to court uh, OBJ to become a Buffalo Bill. We are still looking around. You know, you got a couple of injuries around the league. Dolphins have acquired a six-round pick for 
Tight end Adam Shaheen getting traded to the Texans. The... What else do we have here? Sean McVay receives an extension. Good news for Rams fans, a team that's been a little tough. The Browns double down with bad news. Uh, returner slash slot receiver Jakeem Grant tears his Achilles. He will miss the the entire season. And Kareem Hunt has requested a trade, also been declined that trade request. Um, your former Browns starter, Danny Shelton, defensive lineman, Lions Browns Patriot has signed with the Chiefs. Uh, Tyquan Thornton looking good. A guy who we didn't really necessarily love here. Smoking corners in New England's camp. We have seen more injuries. I mean, I know we touched on Tim Patrick, but uh, the Jets are expected to be losing Makai um, Becton. He is out for the foreseeable future here. Um, most likely going to be expected to lose the full season due to another knee injury. Back-to-back seasons in which that will happen. The Broncos have been sold to the heir of Walmart. So the Denver Broncos now uh, will be owned most likely by the gentleman who is expected to take over ownership of Walmart eventually. Bears All-Pro linebacker Roquan Smith has requested a trade from the team. Christian Barmore and center David Andrews had a scuffle during camp this past, uh, just just earlier today. Eagles center Jason Kelsey underwent some elbow surgery. He's expected to be ready around the time that the season fires up and starts. More Bears wide receiver injury. Uh, David Moore carted off today from practice. Uh, They've already lost Byron Pringle and Nkeel Harry to longer-term injuries. And I think that's about it Like that I'm really going to touch on that's not going towards, uh, you know, last week, very far into it at least. But we are also going to touch on here. Uh, we're going to transition over to running backs. The top 25, well, we'll go top 30 running backs in fantasy for this upcoming season. Uh, we'll name them all first and then give a discussion after that. Starting it off, Jonathan Taylor 1, Christian McCaffrey 2, Derrick Henry 3, Delvin Cook 4, Austin Eckler 5, Joe Mixon 6, Najee Harris 7, Nick Chubb 8, DeAndre Swift 9, Saquon Barkley 10, Aaron Jones 11, Elvin Kamara 12, uh, Javante William 13, Leonard Fournette 14, James Conner 15, Zeke Elliott 16, Cam Aker 17, David Montgomery 18, Eli Mitchell, 19, Brees Hall, 20, Antonio Gibson, 21, Travis Etienne, 22, J.K. Dobbin, 23, Josh Jacobs, 24, A.J. Dillon, 25, Damian Harris, 26, Miles Sanders, 27, Rashad Penny, 28, Clyde Edwards Slayer, 29, Kareem Hunt comes in to round it out at 30. Um, So here's what we're seeing here. Jonathan Taylor at one, the most deserved thing on the roster. I, I'm a little nervous just because it's very tough to see these guys circle back and do the and be able to be as dominating again. But I think Jonathan Taylor, given that he's going to get a better quarterback in the system now, should be able to just kind of take the reins and pick up right where he left off. Uh, Christian McCaffrey at two, that is a bit of a stretch. We all know he can replicate and duplicate what he did a couple years ago, but he's two years removed from that player. When he was healthy last year, he looked like that player. But he's now shown two back-to-back years. He seems to not be able to stay on the field. And it's a very system fit here. Um, 
I'd be comfortable with McCaffrey as the fourth or fifth off the board. At two, he scares me quite a bit. Derrick Henry at three. Realistically, should probably be the two. Yes, the injury is concerning. Yes, he's over 26 now. However, Derrick Henry has been an enigma in his time in the league. First real injury was last year. Granted, yes, we have to wait to see how that bounces back. But Tennessee has continued to build around him. Uh, I'd be comfortable with him at two. Delvin Cook at at four. Uh, I think it's... uh, I could see him anywhere from four to six. Um, the injuries were concerned. You definitely need to handcuff him with, with, uh, Alexander Madison. However, when he's healthy, Delvin Cook is still Delvin Cook of old. He's still a 20 plus point breakaway guy in a team where they like to throw at the, at the running back now might make him even more viable. Austin Eckler at five. I love Austin Eckler. I love Austin Eckler when he's a late round first or late first round value. I don't know if I love Austin Eckler at a high first round value. A guy who, if he can't get the rush going, his he's drastically not as efficient in fantasy football. Um, especially given that the team really seems to want to try to take away carries from him this year. Isaiah Spiller, guys like that. Um, I think Eckler, to me, I'd be okay with getting in the 8-12 to 12 range. I don't think I want to go as high as 4-7, to seven, um, but that's personally me. Number 6 being Joe Mixon here. A guy who most people are actually still kind of giving flack. They don't want to give him the benefit. Yeah, he was dinged up in the back half of the year. But Joe Mixon was red hot fantasy striking uh, from the midway point of the season right up to about playoffs. He had multiple two touchdown games. He was finally running well. And yes, they didn't have much of a line. They're getting a better line now. And I know Joe Burrow is going to be a big thing. Hey, they're going to pass the ball a lot. But if they're up big, they're not going to just keep screwing Burrow, who's risk being hit in the past. They'll keep running the ball. I think Joe Mixon's a guy who's going to be a 15-plus point fantasy producer this year. Yes, he's still young. Um, and I'd love to hope for that, quite honestly. Uh, I would t- I'm would. i personally okay taking Mixon in the 4-6 to six range. In most scenarios, he's there in the first or end of the first, early second. So if you have a chance where you can double down and you've got that uh, late first-round pick, Joe Mixon's a way to look at that. Uh, number seven, Najee Harris. We know Najee's got the talent. We've seen his yard per carry. We see what he can do. He says he wants 500 plus carries a year. However, the question is, is the line going to hold up? And is the questionable, I guess we'll say, quarterback play going to hamper Harris at all? I don't hate either of those two quarterbacks. I like Kenny Pickett. I like Mitch Trubisky. But are they going to be as feared as a veteran like Ben Roethlisberger, I know Ben was not the same player last year as he has been throughout his storied career. But, like, you have to really dial into that. Are teams going to respect these two the same way? Or are they going to just stack the box and go, okay, let's make Najee beat us? Uh, or, okay, let's make these young quarterbacks beat us, at least at the beginning of the season. Wouldn't shock me to see Najee stumble, but he's by far the highest guy, or the youngest guy with the highest upside. Uh, four to seven definitely fits well for him. Nick Chubb at the eighth spot. This is going to be something to monitor even more so with Kareem Hunt. If the team thinks they need to trade him or cut him, uh, obviously we see Chubb's value go up even more. Um, If they're keeping him because they think they still want to use him, you're going to probably see Chubb's value drop a little. Uh, The timeshare is never great. Chubb didn't look great at the beginning part of the year, and Kareem Hunt was quite honestly very good when he was healthy last year. Uh, Number nine, DeAndre Swift. 
A guy who, when he was healthy last year, again, a 20-plus point fantasy producer. Then he gets dinged up, and he couldn't seem to put it back together. He didn't get it back on the rails. Uh, publicly criticized by Dan Campbell this year about having to figure out when he's hurt versus when he's just a little dinged up. So they definitely want to see him be a little stronger. And, you know, you got to hope that the line gets better and that they that the fact that they're finding some receiver weapons opens up lanes for him to be able to run and maybe take a couple more catches off the hands there. Uh, so DeAndre Swift, that's honestly a guy who I think to me, if you can get him at, the, at that back half of the swing, if you can go Swift and Mixon, I think you should, you would have a very happy draft there. Um, but I would, I would take either of those two as you're starting running back there. Number 10, Saquon Barkley. I will vomit and pass. I don't want to take the risk. I don't want to have any part of the risk involved. Yes, he's looked decent in training camp. I don't know why he's getting a top 10 ranking, though. This, to me, reminds me of a couple years ago. Uh, by a couple, I mean probably 10 to 12 years ago now. When Steve Smith came back from the Achilles, nobody thought he'd be the same player, and he won the he won the comeback player of the year, but people were drafting him in the, late, in the early 100s. Because nobody thought he could be that player. To me, it's the same thing here. Barkley has to prove he can be that player. Nobody's saying that in practice when you're not supposed to be hitting and you're hitting is a bad thing. But, like, do I really think that he's going to hold up the full season? Is he going to make it that entire year? Is he going to be able to stay on the field and prove that he belongs still in the league? Yes, they have a run-first offense. Brian Dable's going to do what he can to keep that alive. But, like, I don't necessarily trust or believe that that's the guarantee. Number 11, Aaron Jones, another guy that I'm very concerned with. Um, Barkley, Jones, Kamara here. We're just going to do this. 10, 11, 12. I could probably shift them down to 17, 18, 19. And it's just because Barkley's the concern with injury. Aaron Jones, we've seen he's really good, but he's getting up there. I believe he's over 26. And they have A.J. Dillon, who they really like. A.J. Dillon got a lot of carries in the back half of the year. Does this Is this the year where Aaron Jones sees his carry split and, you know, you're drafting a number one running back who's now a timeshare running back. Like, it's not the days of old where, like, oh, Alvin Kamara's a timeshare running back, but Alvin Kamara's still on the field all three downs. He just might kick out wide or something like this. Um, Alvin Kamara, you got to fuck, you gotta kind of drop him here just because of the concern over the suspension. They still don't know how long he's suspended for. They don't know that if there's no hearing until before the season starts, if he's even going to start the season and then get suspended. So Kamara is kind of the big risk here. You got to wait to update a little more. And if your drafts are starting now, you, you, I would just advise avoiding him. Especially given the fact that, you know, your minimum, you're going to have a minimum of six games. <coughs> Javante William here, 13, the stock's dropping here, and I don't really know why. Um, yes, I know they re-signed Melvin Gordon. And they're kind of putting them both on a pitch count. But, like, Javante William, by far, took the ball and ran towards the end of the season. He really showed, like, all right, I think I'm getting this. And he's entering that sophomore season here. So I'm okay with him, probably in that high-end running back two situation. Leonard Fournette, I can drop him. I don't need that. We saw the weight issues. We saw Tampa put high draft picks again in Rashad White. Yes, they resigned Leonard Fournette, but it seemed like the coaching staff got a little disgruntled with him showing up as overweight as he did. James Conner, yeah, we saw him do well, but we've also never seen him necessarily stay healthy. He's hitting that 26 mark. Um, 
I have him in one dynasty league still. I'm holding on him because I can't really get rid of him for anything without losing a bunch of money. Um, but I don't love James Conner. And I think this is the year you're going to be looking at like an N.O. Benjamin or somebody along those lines from Arizona or Daryl Williams to pick up and hopefully get you some fantasy starts here. Um, number 16, Zeke Elliott. Hard pass. Showed up to camp not looking like he's in great shape. Uh, already had struggles last year. Lost some carries to Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard's younger and faster. Zeke is going to have to do a lot to uh, to make me truthfully believe that he's going to come back to being the player he once was valued as a top five running back. Cam Maker, Cam Maker to me is okay being at 17 right now. Cam Maker to me, if he comes into preseason, starts looking good and starts breaking off some big runs, is a guy who can probably go at 10 and is a first RB1 for me. Um, his biggest issue is a concern over, you know, is this going to be healthy? Is this going to be something where he's going to be able to pull through? And what do we feel of this? David Montgomery. Um, David Montgomery is a 50-50 grab bag of absolute confusion. The line continues to get worse. They don't have receiving weapons there. So, I mean, I guess maybe that means for a PPR league, David Montgomery is going to be very, very sought, highly sought off after. However, he bodes well the same way he did last year. He has a ridiculously strong strength of schedule here. He faces one of the best. Uh, they give it a five-star for how limited and how low the talent that he's going to come off against is. He's actually the only running back in the top. He's the He's got the best strength schedule versus rushing-oriented teams. Um, so, I mean, I am on board with that. I think Montgomery's a guy who off strength schedule alone if you can get him as a mid to high end RB2 he's going to pay dividends for you again uh, he had some great games last year until he got dinged up Elijah Mitchell everybody's going to jump on him avoid it 49ers kind of like to go and do their own thing they like to do their you know running back by committee and whoever we look like whoever like this week versus next week versus the other week versus you know this week and Mitchell was the guy most of the year last year, but that's because they got so many banged up running backs. I don't see it happening again. We saw it with Raheem Mostert. We've seen it with this guy. We've seen it with that guy. They drafted a third rounder in Trey Sermon. I just, I want to stay as far away from Elijah Mitchell as possible. Uh, Brees Hall, 20. The first rookie on the roster, on the uh, list here. Obviously, we got to see how the Jets shake out. They did just lose Mekhi Becton. The talent's there, but he's also going to timeshare with Michael Carter. I'm okay seeing Brees Hall be maybe your high-end running back three. Like, you're looking for him to be a guy that you have to turn to in terms of, like, a bye week. I don't necessarily love him as a running back two. Antonio Gibson, Washington. He's a low-end running back two. I think he deserves to be a low-end running back two. I think someone's going to overdraft him again in the early 20s. If not the early, the late teens, just like last year, um, they still like the timeshare. They spent a third round pick on a running back. They still re-signed to a to a solid deal for JD McKissick. The writing's on the wall. They're not fully sold on Gibson, but uh, everybody out there seems to have this raging heart on for him still. So let those people in your league keep scooping them up, and you just avoid them. Uh, Travis Etienne, Jacksonville, decent schedule. A guy who's 
a relative unknown. We didn't get to see much of him at all last year with the Achilles injury. But I think that he could come out, and if he's not the number one running back, he's still going to be a gadget weapon on that Jacksonville team. We saw he got used early and often with Trevor Lawrence at Clemson. We've seen that he can utilize plays, and he's a home run hitter. And he ran a great 40 time. Yes, the concern is with the Liz Frank, okay, does he lose some speed? Is he not as fluid? I don't think you have to worry. Everything I've seen out of camp, he looks very strong. J.K. Dobbin, on the other hand, a guy who's kind of trash reporters for saying that he's not ready, was officially activated off the PUP list. We haven't seen much from him in almost a year and a half. Uh, I believe he missed some time his rookie year, missed all of last season. Baltimore could use a talented running back like this. He's another X factor, but it's another guy that I don't think I'm going to sink a spot where I have to hold, that I have to rely on him to pan out. I think I'd rather get him as a second or as a third running back and hope he can pan out to bolster my team. Josh Jacobs at 24. Any other time, I'd say I love it. We saw that they declined the fifth year option. We saw that they went and drafted two running backs. They got another undrafted. Um, they signed Brandon Bolden, who fits well in that system. Yeah, they gave and, and like I guess the thing is they didn't really start anybody from the starting lineup during the Hall of Fame game. Oh, except Josh Jacobs. I don't know if Josh Jacobs has this job as secure as a lot of Josh Jacobs fans thinks think he does. Um, so I'm gonna let you guys keep scooping him and hope I just don't play him in the weeks that he looks good. I don't trust the way Vegas is going to run, and especially coming out of a Josh McDaniels offense where if he's learning from Bill Belichick, they'll probably utilize three to four running backs at any given point in time. Uh, AJ Dillon, 26 or 25 on the list. He looked really good. If he's around and I'm saying around like in the mid seventies to eighties, and I'm desperate for RB three, I think AJ Dillon's your guy. I really like him this year. I think they're going to try to utilize him and at least split carries. We know Green Bay liked to do that when they had Jamal Williams. You got AJ Dillon, who looks like he's been doing his best to to kind of become more of a well-rounded player. I think it's it's worth pay dirt this year. Damon Harris, twenty six. Uh, I still don't love it. The talent's there. Bill Belichick's system does not help him. They've gone and added even more running backs, even after losing them. Um, Damon Harris is your running back for sure. Damon Harris is your running back two or three, maybe not so much. Number twenty six or twenty seven, Miles Sanders, Philly. We didn't see a lot from him last year. We didn't see that he was able to take on the reins. He couldn't stay healthy. And then, you know, Kenneth Gainwell and then, you know, Jalen Hurts. But, like, I still don't want it. Like, you know, hopefully for him, it's the guy who revitalizes. I was happy to say last year, sell on him, and it kind of worked very well. Um, I'm letting him fall and letting somebody get him as a, or hopefully scoop him too early as a running back three. The Seattle Seahawks, Rashad Penny here. Um, Penny is listed as a 28. I don't see Penny staying as the number one running back there. I think that by midway through the season, Kenneth Walker will have taken that job. We've seen Penny struggle to be a viable pro in the past. I don't think the season's as any different. Clyde Edwards Slayer, 29. Same exact thing, man. Uh, if you got Edwards Slayer, you got to make sure you have Ronald Jones, too. That's more of a timeshare than anything, and you can't love that. Cream Hunt's here at 30. I don't love that either just because is Cream Hunt even going to be in Cleveland? If Cream, if Cream Hunt goes somewhere desperate for a running back, Miami? Miami would make sense. Uh, New Orleans? New Orleans would make a ton of sense, especially if Kamara's out. Kareem Hunt slots himself into the 15 to 16 range. 
We know he can start. We know he'll get the carry somewhere else. Until he gets out of the Cleveland situation, though, I want nothing to do with him. Guys, I think that'll about do it for today. I will be back on Friday. We'll talk about receivers, and we'll probably also do a mock draft on that episode. I'm going to try to see if I can get any guests on prior to this. We are getting very close to draft season. Thank you to our sponsors. Shout out to Jeanette at Therapy Sessions Buffalo, Charlie at Renegade Studios down in St. Pete, Florida, and our friend Kyle at Chicken Dippin' because nothing goes better with football then chicken wings. Nothing goes better with wings than a great old heaping cup of blue cheese. You want the best way to eat that blue cheese? Hit up Kyle at chickendippin.com or chicken underscore dippin'. Use code SPREAD or 716 for 15% off your order. And until next time, guys, you keep on looking for those fantasy beasts. We'll show you exactly where to find them. Peace out, guys.